Hello, everyone. Welcome to What Works For You. I am your host, Emmanuel Thresher, here with a good friend of mine. He is a host of the Feel Feelings podcast and a founding member, sole member of the band Fight For Your Friends. We go... Yeah, you're killing it. You keep going. Yeah. Keep All on right. saying nice cool, things cool. about me. <laughs> uh, he's, got, he's drinking out of a really cool mug, coffee mug right now. I got this at the factory because it's in Asheville, <laughs> North Carolina. And I walked in. They were like, do you want to take the tour? And I was like, no, I'm just buying this mug and leaving. I don't... Synthesizers <laughs> freak me out. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, George Bruderman. Welcome hey. to What Works For You, man. Thank you. Thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm looking forward to this episode. Um, I mean, we were talking a little bit beforehand how you were kind of saying, like, you don't really know what works for you. Oh, and, yeah. I've and I think to that's a couple, great. Yeah, I've listened to a couple episodes and just been like, oh, no. <laughs> these, <laughs> these people are better than me. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, man, is like, I think, I don't know, dude. It's, 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 we, we, we're all at different places mm-hmm. along the journey, not to sound like, uh, you know, no, no, I get we it. We really are, man. You know, we're, we're all kind of in, in a different spot. And, um, I, I like to just talk to people and just see kind of like where they're at, what works for them, what isn't working for them. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think it's important to just keep a dialogue open. Cause like, not for nothing, man, but I think a lot of us right now are feeling this sort of, Oh, absolutely. This quarantine fatigue, the, the political situation, the, I mean like really everything, man. It's just like, you can't listen to the news and not be exhausted by the end of like, whatever, you know, I mean, like oh, yeah. you were saying, man, like some, some of these news outlets, it's just like, yeah, oh, you yeah. don't need caffeine. Don't worry. No, <laughs> I mean, I still right do because I like the pressure on my chest, but yeah. Uh, but you yeah, know, we were talking this morning, uh, texting back and forth where I was like, sometimes I don't need coffee. I just need like CNN. It triggers my fight, uh, fight, fight and flight or and then just I'm good. I'm good for the day. I can just <laughs> yeah. worry about that for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I think um, you and I are similar in the sense that like, I mean, I remember when you came down and you recorded an episode of Get in the Garage, uh, we, we kind of we shared a laugh about how like saying like, because I think Luke said something along the lines of like, oh, this doesn't feel good. And we yeah. started laughing. We're just like, yeah, that's my zero. You yeah. know, like everything feels yes. good yeah. is my zero. My, my, my inner monologue is just. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's yeah, the, um, like... There's a Pete Holmes joke where he talks about like his impression of like any eight, like eight year old boy. Where it's just constantly just. Uh, uh, dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I definitely still have that myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But um but yeah, man, I think like, you know, let's just like jump right in. I mean, you're a person that I know you have kind of a lot of projects going on. Uh you know, you have your podcast thing, you have your music thing going. Um you know, it, it, I know I can speak for myself in the way that like sometimes I'll bite off a little bit more than I can chew in terms mm-hmm. of like personal projects and goals that I want to do, but it's I mean, on one end, it's because I, you know, I'm trying to stay driven and trying to stay, you know, keep progressing and moving forward. But also I find that like learning new things or having hobbies or like do it kind of like putting too much on my plate in that way distracts me in a way from yeah. like feeling super anxious about everything all the time. Yeah, I, I think that's a lot of where kind of like my thing, like as long as I it's, you know, it's like as long as I keep pedaling, I won't die uh <laughs> yeah yep. um but yeah no I, I 
I do this podcast called Feel Feelings. I uh, make music, which is happening more and more now because I had to stop doing music for a while because I was doing comedy. And comedy is a thing that I realize. like, I, I can't tell. I don't know if it was helpful or not. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when I was doing comedy, there's this kind of unwritten rule that it's it's called grinding. You have to grind. Mm. And it's, you know, you'd go do multiple shows and open mics a night um, or every day of the week. Because in the city that I was doing it in, um, you could do, you know, sometimes two or three shows a night or or, or open mics a night and then like a show on the weekend. Um, but you never stop because if you stop, there's this maybe a stigma that like, oh, you're just not trying hard enough. You got to like earn everything you get from it by like working the hardest and going out there and doing it. And through that, yes, you kind of push down a lot of your um, anxiety because it's like, listen, I got to focus on this one thing. It's like the hyper-focused thing. Um, and then it was a funny story. I had stopped doing stand-up for like two weeks or I'd stopped drinking because when you go out to open mics, it winds up just, you know, you. it's less of like a, oh, I'm going to be nervous on stage. I better have a, couple whiskeys uh, it's mm -hmm. more like um this bar is hemorrhaging money because they're putting on an open mic for comedy throw them a couple dollars for beer and like yeah. tip the bartender because they like sure there's a lot of people here but we're also all poor comedians so make sure like you at least support the business that is sacrificing their tuesday to do yeah. this you know so i was like okay i'm gonna stop uh drinking i'll get food or something but like i was about to go on vacation so i was like i'll take a break so i can go enjoy my vacation um and then i think like a week beforehand i just stopped doing mics and then when i got to vacation i started having like regular panic attacks because there was so much adrenaline that wasn't going anywhere mm. so like to have a panic attack on a booze cruise in like snorkel gear is just not a good look. You look very ungrateful. <laughs> uh, but that's what I realized. Like a lot of the projects that I do, I don't know if they're like, they definitely help. Like, I feel like comedy is a great way to get your thoughts and feelings out on stage. Same thing with music where you like, you can hunker down and even musically without uh, lyrics or anything, kind of get some frustration out. I, I've been working on a very dumb song. Uh, that is purely uh, just for the sake of me. I don't know if it'll ever see the light of day, but it's like a hardcore uh, punk song in the same vein of like Comeback Kid or like early anti-flag. That's just about my friend accidentally getting his girlfriend pregnant uh, where like I use the voicemail that he sent me as the opening part of it. And it's it's just to make me laugh. Yeah, yeah. But like there's no lyrics to it for the most part. And just having that frustration of like the angry music and stuff and recording it and sitting in the room and, and doing it helps a lot. I think it's it's therapeutic to just be back in it and be doing things. Cause for a while in quarantine I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, I quarantine was was weird, man. Like I came out I came out of the gate swinging. I bought myself a little MIDI keyboard. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna write my magnum opus. Yeah. Like this is gonna be my <laughs> musical moment. <laughs> And like three weeks later, I recorded some stuff that sounded very like pet soundsy. Mm. And then I'm like, see, no, here's the thing. I don't think anyone's going to top my like dumb quarantine purchase. <laughs> I had to get a new laptop because my old one, it's in the cabinet behind me, uh, is it's 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 a MacBook from 
11, 12 years ago. You know, it's just a very old MacBook Pro. And I was like, I need a new one because my job is telling me that I'm going to have to uh, work from home. And I work in sales, so I didn't understand how that was going to work. They were like, yeah, we're going to do like online planning sessions for customers. Uh, make sure you have a great laptop. Like they weren't saying buy one, but they were like, hey, listen, it's going to rely heavily on this. And I know my laptop's crappy. Uh, so I, I used like my, my stimmy check on a laptop. Mm-hmm. And then the next day after it showed up, they were like, oh, you're just furloughed. Don't don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> so I did that. And then just because why not? I bought a vintage Islanders jersey um, from the 90s when they had their nice. fisherman logo. Um, not even that big of a sports guy. But when I was a kid, I would go to Islanders games with my grandpa. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is the same one that I had when I was eight. And now I have it as a big person. A big yeah. boy. <laughs> That's where my whole stimulus check went. <laughs> <laughs> a new laptop and a vintage Islanders jersey. Yeah, fuck me, right? <laughs> well, I mean, the new laptop comes in handy, though. You know, that's not a bad per. And, yeah. and you know, the Islanders thing. Listen, man, I'm at the point too myself. Like, there's purchases. Like, like I just bought a base. Yeah. You know, and I tossed back and forth the whole time. I'm like, do I buy? Do I not buy it? I was mm-hmm. looking at different things online and all that stuff. But it's just kind of like you know, man. If it's like something that like brings me happiness. Yeah. You know, I think that's different. Like, I, there's definitely a place where, you know, like you can spend money in a way that's like really silly, and 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 you know, you're just like, I'm just ordering this stupid thing off Amazon for that dopamine hit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's those purchases, and then there's the purchases that are just like genuinely like, well, this is my hobby, and this is something I do in my free time, and I'm I, I really have a love for this. Yeah, thing it's or whatever. a justification, you know I mean? and it's a warranted justification of like, right, right. I deserve like not maybe like I don't know I try not to like say like I deserve this because there's people that deserve so much more that don't get it um, right right but there is a level of it that's like I uh, you know I can at least rationalize it and feel good about it and know that like it's gonna get use. I think the important bit too though is is like you just said like I know there are more people who deserve more than you know what I mean mm-hmm. I think as long as you have that in the back of your head. That's the healthy way of justifying a purchase. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You're not you're not that that like super self-centered, super egoic kind of like, well, I have to get this because I'm going to move up like a couple notches on the social ladder to yeah. show off my thing. What, you know what I mean? It doesn't come from that place with you. With you, you're just kind of like, oh, I feel, I just want to yeah. feel something good. <laughs> you know? I mean, not to, not to you know, not to assume that that's what you feel, but no, that's, that's exactly how I am. Like, that's, every damn day. Uh, that's exactly how I am. That's what you're describing of like, this is going to move us up a couple steps is what me and your co-host uh, of Get in the Garage, Luke, used to do when we were kids. We were playing <laughs> in bands together. We were like, man, if I just get this guitar, we'll get a record deal. Like, it was just <laughs> yeah, so right. delusional <laughs> yeah, yeah. that getting an orange cab, not even an amp, the cab would be like, yeah. that's going to set us apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. But it's but that's the thing. Like when you're young, you know, that's the kind of oh, thing yeah. you think about. We we had a conversation, I think, on Get in the Garage. We were just like, when you're young, you buy just the dumbest stuff. <sighs> like, know. especially music gear. The like I've had three of those hundred and twenty dollar Epiphone SGs. <laughs> yeah. And you're just what? <laughs> You could have just put them all together and then gotten like a decent fender used or like right. something. But like, no, nah, it's pointy. I like yeah. it. Uh, like I don't even I don't even think I think my dad once said because my dad's a big deadhead and he was like oh you should get an SG because it looks like Jerry's like uh, was it the Fox guitar the Tiger guitar that yeah, has the points yeah, yeah. on it and like kind of looks like that you should get that and then I was just an SG guy for ten years before I realized like there's so many uh, like I'm a Telly person I've always been a Telly <laughs> yeah. person I don't know why I didn't know that 
<laughs> yeah. Um, well, another thing I want to talk to you about too, I mean, being that like you're kind of, you know, you have the podcast, you do a lot of music and stuff like that. Like something that that I've tried to be more conscious of and originally even at the beginning of this podcast wasn't something that I really thought about consciously until Jeff, my first guest, had brought it up. But like how 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 do you how are you doing with your screen time? Cuz like I find that like I'll have a week where I'm like really good, I'm super conscious of it and mm-hmm. I do genuinely feel better. But then like I have an, a, another week where it's just kind of like, I feel like I'm just staring at my phone the entire time and you get that, like your eyes hurt and all that, mm-hmm. but it's like, you almost can't help yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Cause like it's the dopamine hit, you know, like yeah. I'll post something on fi- on Instagram or something and I'll find myself going back to see like how many people are like it or like, right. Or like right. what I'll do just because I, it's, it's, I think it comes from comedy where it's like, I crave the reaction you know, it's something that just kind of happened, unfortunately. Like, it's definitely not a healthy thing, but um, uh, we're like, I'll look and like a joke meant for my comedian friends that I'll post. I'll see if a non-comedian person has liked it or like mm. someone that, you know, I grew up with in Connecticut has liked it to be like, cool. Like, I got their reaction and I haven't spoken to them in years. They're like, oh, cool. This person mm. isn't a comedian and they find it funny, which validates it. And that's such a, like, just, if you want the dopamine kick of it, seeing how many likes you get, it shouldn't matter who is liking it, you know? Right, right. But because of the way my brain is wired, it's, and I'm not, like, saying that, like, oh, I checked to make sure, like, oh, this person didn't like it or not. It's, it's a maybe guess it's a little bit, but I don't know. It's, it's a weird, I, I, I try, I've, I've noticed, um, I attempt to take a minute and not look at the phone um and like i will kind of just zone out in my thoughts like i feel like if i think things through and think about the different ways the situation can go that's my break but i don't Mm. know if that's like a healthy break (laughs) um but (laughs) and then there's times where i'm like okay i'm gonna put the phone down i'm not gonna look at the phone and then i'll put the phone down and then immediately turn on the tv but I rationalize it by like, oh, I'm going to focus on what's on the TV. Like, I'm not mindlessly scrolling through it. I want to see like, oh, this actor is doing this thing. Or like, oh, look at the way the director is framing this shot. And Right, right. Attempting to justify it. But really, I'm just looking at a bigger screen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so you're like, no, but this is artistic. This is a director's Yeah, I, like, I should just sit on my porch every once in a while and just like watch the neighbor walk by and be like, I'm doing something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I will say that like I, I, when I walk the dog, I, I don't put in music or anything. It's really just like a conscious thing of like, I'm walking my dog. Yeah. And I do love the neighborhood I live in um, just because it's weird. Like I live, I moved from the city into the suburbs and I have not experienced anything this weird living in the city than I do living here. We're like, yeah. I live down the street from a graveyard that has like people leaving things by the graveyard. Uh, I have weird neighbors that I can watch now. Like it's a strange <laughs> thing where it's, it's there's weird stuff going on. I'm pretty sure like it's all a simulation. Like I'm living in like WandaVision. Uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's like this whole town, like I'm just a character that's being manipulated. Like I'm a sim. Uh, but it is nice to get out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, well, speaking of getting out, I mean, uh, part two of the podcast is focusing more on the body. So mm-hmm. exercise, diet, rest. I mean, these are all things that I think are very important 
in keeping the mind mm-hmm. kind of clear. You know what I mean? They, they eat clean. Like, so, I mean, you said that you, you know, you walk the dog. Like, do you have any sort of strict exercise regimen that you adhere to? Or is it more just kind of like, because like what I do is, I mean, I've said it before, like, you know, I used to do hot yoga pretty regularly or even like yoga because I have a sun porch in my house mm-hmm. and it's like nice. The sun comes in, whatever. But like for me, the, 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 if I at least get outside and just do a couple laps around the neighborhood, mm-hmm. I feel like I at least like got some fresh air. I, I moved around a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm not a hardcore, you know, workout mm-hmm. kind of person. Same, same um, with me. I, uh, when I was in living in Philly, I made it a point that I had a car, but I would make sure to walk to any shows or mics that I was doing. And mm-hmm. while that's, you know, it, it got me moving and stuff. Um, I would like have time to like listen to old sets because it's a common thing where you record your set and you can listen back to hear which jokes worked, which jokes didn't change word mm-hmm. here. Um, so it gave me time to meditate on that and stuff. And I haven't been able to do that because, you know, suburbs, you know, it's you reach the end of the street and you're like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's go home. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. um, but I used to do it a lot more. And but I've recently realized I'd like to get back into doing more stuff for my physical health. I bought this thing that's called a chirp wheel. It's like a big tire with a blue inside, and you it's basically a foam roller, but more of a tire looking thing. Um and it cracks your back and it kind of aligns your spine a little bit. Um so I've been trying to do that every night, and that's been like the biggest development for my health. This is like I crack my <laughs> back regularly. <laughs> um but I've realized uh, over the years, I've done a very unhealthy job of taking care of myself to a point where like my weight will fluctuate 60 pounds every year or every three years. There's a year I'd be dead. Uh, (laughs) But every three years or so, I gain 60 pounds and then I lose 60 pounds and then I gain 60 pounds and then I lose 60 pounds. Like you can go through different images on like Facebook with that time period and you'll see that like, oh, I'm rail thin at this point and I'm a little heftier now and then i'm back to being real thin and i'm i thought i was like oh i'm gonna take care of myself because skinny people are healthy um Mm. and it's now become more of a health thing for the body of just like accepting my own body and like being comfortable with who i am while still aiming to be healthier because the days where like i was real thin and skinny i wasn't doing it you know like i would right, right. i would run seven miles a day and then eat 500 calories like yeah and like that's that's an eating disorder that's not a diet <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like, that's not a healthy lifestyle. that's a mental illness um yeah. then you, know, you should i need help um so like I, I think my body thing moving forward is like uh accepting who i am and then taking small steps to being healthier you know, like, yeah, I'll go get Taco Bell, but like, I'm not going to get Taco Bell every day. Although I do live in an area of New Jersey where uh, uh, they have this thing called Wawa. Um, oh, I've never. It's good. Yeah. Uh, it's actually me and a former bandmate of mine and Luke's band, Nick Bolero. He's going to come up because he lives in Florida uh, in the spring. Um and we're getting matching Wawa tattoos. <laughs> it's for those uninitiated or uneducated, Wawa is a freaking gas station um that serves food (laughs) that has a rabid fan base um 
And I'll do that like once a week as a treat. <laughs> I was trying to explain to someone. I was like, so what do you get a Wawa? I was like, oh, I'll get a sandwich. And sometimes if it's cold, I'll get soup. I'll get soup and a sandwich. And then mm-hmm. they have these little mozzarella sticks that are under a heat lamp all day. And I'll eat those because those are the best. He's like, you're actually disgusting. <laughs> this is like, like trying to explain Wawa to someone that has no clue about what it is makes you sound like a crazy person where it's just like yes the best food i've ever had is from a gas station and i get it once a week (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i like i feel like the self-love of the body and making small changes that's kind of where i'm at i'm due up for losing another 60 pounds but i'm hoping i can do it uh Mm. safer for like you know fourth time in my life (laughs) yeah i mean i've found uh I was actually talking about this with Laura, my last guest, and I was like, pretty much just like, whenever my focus has been just overall like self betterment mm-hmm. and like eating cleaner and thinking clearer and all that stuff, I always feel better if I like look if I put all, like you know if I shed some pounds as a result of that method, it's always so much better. Oh yeah. Than like the you know I remember one time I was kind of like. I was living with these hippies in Rhode Island and I'm like, yeah, you know, and I was like very aggressively vegan, mm-hmm. <laughs> like not the good kind of you know, like, I'm a vegan. Like, you know. I didn't ask. Yeah, exactly. I was just letting people know. That I wasn't, you know. Hi, my name is Mike. I am a vegan. Ugh. I'm a vegan. I'm very, I'm very spiritual. Go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, that's a great t-shirt. I'm very spiritual. Yeah, go fuck go yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that's what it was. But, like, same thing, man. I mean, I – and, dude, in one year, I went from a – at my biggest was, like, a 42 waist mm-hmm. men's to, like – at I could – at one point, I could squeeze into, like, a 34. 42? Yeah, Were they man. Junko jeans? What, what are you doing? <laughs> they were South Pole. Have some respect. <laughs> All right? They were South Pole jeans I bought from Eblitz uh, with my North Carolina Tar Heels fitted hat. <laughs> okay? Because your boy Mike was raised on the street. Okay? Yeah. Jewett City, Connecticut. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I was so full of shit. It was coming out of my fucking ears. Um, but yeah, have, man. You know. I used to have such funny, uh, like a section of my set about growing up in Connecticut that uh, was not how I grew up in Connecticut. It was just how people perceive people growing up in Connecticut is. Whereas, like, <laughs> do you ever get your ass kicked for wearing the wrong kind of boat shoe to high school? Like, it was a joke like that. And then I'm like, no, South Pole pants and uh, uh, Tar Heels hat. That's Connecticut for some reason. <laughs> it's a weird, well, and especially us too, like Southeastern Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it was such a, it's such a weird little pocket. Yeah. Of just madness. Yeah. It's like, what is the, like, that's like when I see people, we're not talking about body, we're going to off track here, but that's okay. We're having a good time. Yeah, I'm that's it. like, maybe going back to mine, that's like when I see people like flying Confederate flags in Connecticut. I'm like, do you remember there was, I don't we mean- were the union. What are you doing? <laughs> do you like, remember? I don't mean to talk shit on anyone we went to high school with, because honestly, I don't remember this kid's name, but there was a kid that would wear like overalls and a Confederate belt buckle to school like every day. Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. I can't remember who it was, though. Neck-bearded fella. I hope he's okay. Uh, <laughs> I hope he's doing well. Yeah, it's like, I don't mean any disrespect, but it's also like, buddy, your daddy owns a boat. Uh- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very strange, man. It's... It, it's uh... It just, I don't know, it makes me kind of scratch my head a little it's bit a weird sometimes. World. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly glad that 
not, this is not an insult to Jew at City and Griswold, Connecticut, but like, I'm glad I left. <laughs> oh, yeah. But just, hey, man, I'm a, I'm a Lisbon resident. Yeah, so I'm you're good. good. You're fine. You got the <laughs> right. you got the Walmart. I got out. Uh, yeah. You got a Target next to the Walmart. It's like that. With a Starbucks in it. Oh, that's right. Luke used to work there. Yeah. Luke introduced me to the caramel apple spice when he was a barista, if you could call him that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, right, body. Um, I'm so sorry. Maybe you shouldn't have someone with ADHD on a podcast. No, you're good. Listen, it's, this is this is this is what I like. You know, man, we just roll with the punches. All right, fair. Thank you. you know? I appreciate that. I yeah, appreciate you course. putting up with uh, my podcast earlier too. Uh, whatever this. Comes oh, it was up, great. We had so much fun. My, Mike will be on my podcast. Feel feelings very soon, and uh, and I always worry that sometimes because of the way I talk and ramble that we'll have a guest on. He talks for a second, and then you're just like, anyway, here's how my day's going. <laughs> Uh, but yeah but yeah so you go ahead yeah no i was just gonna say like uh kind of to to keep it pressing forward Mm -hmm. my this is my favorite part of the podcast Mm. uh because i'm very much interested in how people you're very spiritual go fuck yourself (laughs) i'm very spiritual and go fuck yourself I have a great story about the phrase I'm real spiritual that I will tell you outside of this podcast because it is very embarrassing for me. <laughs> but um, but anyway, moving on. Like, so, you know, uh, born in most and, and sort of raised in Long Island, you said, right? And mm-hmm. then, you know, you came to Connecticut and then you after high school, you kind of moved away. Like, you know, what, like, did you have, like, along the way, was your family, like, religious in any way? Did you, did you have any sort of, like, spiritual or religious upbringing, or was it pretty much just kind of, like... So my, uh, my relationship with religion has morphed and changed and been really wonky my entire life. Um, we grew up going to Catholic church, like, Roman Catholic. I got, I got scary guilt Jesus. That was my oh, Jesus. My favorite It's a good Jesus. <laughs> Um, so scary guilt cheeses where like you walk in and he's nailed to the cross at the top of the church and you're just like, oh, oh, this is what we're doing now. Yep. Um, so like we would go there. I don't really remember a lot of the, uh, 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 masses at all, but in Long Island, we lived near the church. It seems like there's a trend, especially with the maze, because I've listened to a couple episodes and they're just like, we lived across from the church. There was no escaping the church. <laughs> um, but we lived in like the general vicinity of it and we would go and we would, it, was, it wasn't Sunday school because I think we had it on a Wednesday, but it, we just called it religion because we were a very flippant Reli- family. We're like, I gotta, I'm going to religion. We got to go to religion. <laughs> <laughs> So I would go to like this Sunday school-esque thing. And I remember like, you know, teaching us the story of the Good Samaritan from the Bible and yeah, and yeah. talking stuff like that, like the lessons that they teach the kids, right? Um, and then one day we stopped going. Just just ended. We were just like, we're, we're no. Uh, and we found out later is because um, my sister, Lexi, who, uh, you know, um, she uh she was she wanted to be in the choir uh, but because our parents were divorced the church didn't recognize divorce as a liable excuse to miss that amount of practices because my dad had visitation every other weekend mm. so they were like you'd miss too much you can't accept you to let-. like all this little girl wanted to do was sing in the choir and lexi does not sing anymore because of that because of that and there was a moment in high school we won't get into it uh <laughs> But like she doesn't 
saying anymore because everyone that's like anytime she's ever wanted to someone has told her no or like oh we can't so that kind of like that quickly informed my relationship with organized religion you know yeah um now the teachings of being a good person and stuff i get that and i like that um you know jesus being a cool hippie hanging out with prostitutes sounds like a lot of my friends um (laughs) (laughs) but as i got older i found that like my issues lied heavily on the uh the issues with the organization of religion you know what i mean um like when i was living in north carolina um i worked as a waiter in a belt loop with a bible belt like this place there was a performing arts center next to the restaurant and on Sundays became a mega church, like cool worship band, mega church, Baptist mm. kind of leaning thing. And the amount of like religious pamphlets and chick tracks uh, for those who don't know, chick tracks are like comic books that say everything's the devil. Yeah. Um, I would get those in lieu of tips. Sometimes they'd be like, I'm going to give you the best tip of all. I'm going to save your soul. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it just blew. Like they had like the fake, there's this thing where they have fake money that looks like a dollar bill or like a $50 bill that you would put in top of a checkbook. So when mm-hmm. you go pick it up, like, Oh my God, it took me $50. And then you'd open it up and it was half the size. And it would just be like, feel bad. You should go to church. Like, <laughs> so that blew my mind. And then the people that were religious and how they would jump through hoops to rationalize, you know, not supporting a trans person that used to work there and quit because they felt uh, upset and like uncomfortable with the working area that they were in um, yeah. the people that would rationalize racism uh, and using religion and homophobia using religion really turned me off to the whole thing it wasn't until um, I've never been super into the whole spiritualism movement but learning that like you know maybe God is just the universe or maybe like mm. God is this uh, you know unknowable thing and maybe like leaving god out of it and just having a uh uh, interesting take on like the lessons that they put in a book that you can cherry pick i i have a history degree and i think while he was a terrible man um thomas jefferson wrote his own bible where he just lifted all the miracles out it's called the jeffersonian bible um and he just took all the so it's uh, the the story of jesus of nazareth just being a cool dude hanging out doing things yeah and it's like i can subscribe to that like i can get way more out of that like way more lessons out of that than uh if you've got a tattoo you can't be buried in a jewish cemetery sorry like yeah it's i think it's a common thing where it's when you have someone else telling you how to live your life and saying that the way you're living your life is harmful to other people. Um, that's where I kind of have to draw the line and be like, yeah. this is not something that I can be on board with, you know? However, when I was born, uh, I was born with the umbilical cord wrapped around my, my throat. Uh, and I was a mm. blue baby. Uh, so a priest came in and gave me last rites. So if I'm completely wrong, I'm in on a technicality. So <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get to the gate and just be like, "No, it's it's yeah. it's in the paper." It's dated just... October 28th, 1992. I know it's yeah. you might have to flip back. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like I think that's in our paper records. I don't think we updated the computer. Yeah, that's yet, fine. But... I'll wait. Here, yeah, I'll take just, a couple yeah. more people. Let me just sidestep this pearly gates. I'll yeah, wait. Yeah, I'll just... Get I'll your manager. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to speak to the manager. Uh, 
Yeah, man, I, I, I would I would have to say that I completely agree with you. I mean, I think that my the thing that kind of separated me the most from kind of my faith initially was sort of seeing that sort of a hypocrisy where you're just like, how is it that you can believe in a guy who talks about like love thy neighbor and turn the other cheek and then you turn around and you're like, except for them. Yeah. Except for them, except for them. It's like that's not how it works. It is an all inclusive thing. Yeah. It's all or fucking nothing. Like, don't give me this bullshit about like, you know, because it's like it's just that, like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I think it's healthy to question things. I think it's healthy as a human being to just be like, I don't really know about this thing. I don't really know about that thing. But then they're just like, well, the devil was the first liberal. And you're like, all right, just take it easy. Like, just, That's know. another thing, too, is that, like, if the devil is the, the guy that whispers in your ear to tell you, like, to sin, and then I become a sinner seems like a cool guy to fucking hang out with if my entire life I've just been sinning the entire time, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if, if LGBTQ people are sinners and, and will go to hell because of it, it's just going to be a bunch of homosexuals hanging out with each other down there. And I've been to a couple gay bars to do comedy, and they are the best places to go. If hell <laughs> yeah, right. is a gay bar, I'm going. I'm going. I've yeah. never felt more in touch with myself. Like we used to, yeah. there used to be an open mic at a place called uh, the the venue was called Comedy on Kamak because it was on Kamak Street in Philadelphia. And you'd go, and the waiter who was wearing like a tiny little tank top, tight pants, and he'd go, "What can I get you, honey?" And I've never felt more like, "Oh my god, thank you." I'll have a get Narragansett, <laughs> please. Like, yeah, I'm like the like the amount of uh lgbt like i think that's the issue you know is that the people that are saying that like oh the 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 lgbtq community that's the devil that's like the devil's influence on people and how can you say that uh i don't think they've ever met them because they've never they've been told that they're this evil you know group people but uh what (laughs) like i don't think like maybe if you actually have a conversation with someone learn like there's a girl on TikTok that I follow that is uh, take talking like trying to reach out to all the bands of the uh, like Christian pop rock group, like your your Reliant K's and your Hawk Nelsons mm-hmm. and all these you know religious pop punk leaning bands. Where when you read the lyrics, you're like, why is he capital? Oh, it's capitalized. Um, and like reaching out to them and noticing that like. You're I'm, you're finding way more people progressive within the church. It seems mm. these days, like the old guard of people telling others that like what they're doing is wrong, is on the decline. Yeah, you would hope, but then again, you think that racism on the is on the decline, and then you know you have these people on the news spouting conspiracy theories that we were talking about on our show. Uh, yeah, where it doesn't seem like it's going away any quicker you know yeah i think the problem is is that just as much as we have like on one side of the coin you have the more progressive leaning people like religious people i think what happens as a result is like the people who are in opposition of that are just getting more just like juiced up about it yeah and, like even more racist and even more homophobic and even more intensely but where is that know? coming from like i don't i think sure it's part of how you're raised but I also, this is what, it took me so long to realize that, like, I never liked the term homophobia. 
because that meant fear of gay people or fear right. of that or any phobias like you know uh, xenophobia fear of the other mm-hmm. um because anytime i've seen someone rally against any sort of group of people it doesn't look like fear it looks like hatred and I'm realizing that, no, it's fear because it's fear of the unknown. It's that it's like, I feel like xenophobia is a really good term. And it took me years to realize that because I always figured it was just, I don't understand why someone could hate that much. Yeah. You know, because if you throw phobia at the end of anything, it like, yeah, I get scared at haunted houses, but I'm never scared of uh, <laughs> my Muslim friends or I'm never scared. Right. Like it's, it's not, it, it's a weird paradigm where it's like, there is an alt, alt reason as to why these people are 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 feeling this way and s- with such hatred that yeah. you know I don't think any of them it's it's the same group of people that would never go to therapy because what you think you're better than me that are spewing this kind of rhetoric right right and I think it's it's the idea that like any notion of like empathy compassion or humility is looked at like it's a weakness mm-hmm. you know what I mean oh like, yeah I'm definitely. I mean, I, I was talking about it with Laura, uh, the last podcast, man. And I was like, I'm a guy who identifies much more with like the feminine. I was raised by my mother, my grandmother, mm-hmm. my aunt. So I'm very much like, you know what I mean? Like I just, in terms of my own personal ident- identity, I mean, you look at me and I'm kind of like this kind of brawny looking dude, but like, I am, I couldn't be the furthest thing from that. You know what I mean? Like I, I, hey, like, listen, in those know. South Pole jeans that you were wearing, all right, you were having those feelings, those feelings. I was, there. Extra I was, man, feelings. dude, for real, man, for real. And like, and, and I don't know. It's just, it, it, it upsets me in that way. That's just like, you know, you just expected to like shove it down and all that yeah. stuff. And it's just like, there's a, it's not uh, working for anybody. Yeah. It's there's not a, working for anyone. There's a John Mulaney joke where he's like, I was raised uh, like Irish Catholic or something. And he goes, which means that when you have an emotion, I bottle it up. And then one day when I least expect it, I'll die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like that Bill Burr joke when he's talking about like, uh, pushing it all down and then next thing you know like you're you're like on a ladder cleaning up the gutters and he's like hey bob how's it going he's like oh it's good i'm just up here it's nice and quiet, it's quiet. It's a quiet time. nobody yells at me when i'm up here you know? uh yeah no that's and that's the thing is like talking about i feel like uh fragility like male fragility mm. uh is something that uh will start to become more of the vernacular like we'll start to I mean, I've always, I'm, we were raised the same way, where, like, we're both children are divorced, raised by women, for the most part. Um, you don't have an older sister, right? Because, like, I had Lexi. So, like, no, Lexi no, no, did no, a no. lot I... of the raising, too. So, it, like, in lieu of, like, your aunt, like, it was my mom and Lexi. Right, uh, right. And to a point where, like, when I see, like, like, to have a father figure is tough for me. And when I do find them, it's, you know, not like we have this joke on Feel Feelings where I, I claim that Brendan Fraser is my real dad. Um, <laughs> I just watched The Mummy last night. So uh, I, I was going through TikTok because I'm a 13 year old girl. And uh, there's a guy that's like a props of history. And he's got like two movie props from The Mummy. And I was like, oh, I'm saving these because I'm going to show people later. You can just <laughs> buy these. You're like, is that the Book of Amun-Ra? He's what? got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got that. He's got the canopic <laughs> jars. I'm like, I just want one for my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was like this thing where I was like, 
he, I, I like saw Ren and Frazier in movies and he like had longish hair and my dad had long hippie hair. So I was like, okay, he's like the better version. So I'm just gonna like latch on to this, like finding new dads, you know, like, yeah, my yeah. New dad. and I think that comes from like watching men not deal with their fragility and not mm-hmm. dealing with their emotions and pushing it down and finding a new way out of just being like, well, I don't identify with that. I don't identify with like the man yelling at the neighbor and mowing his lawn. And I don't identify with, you know, uh, any other like dad trope. Um, mm. However, I do choose new balances over air monarchs any day. <sighs> That's a whole other. <laughs> <laughs> there are some, how dare there you are some dad culture things that I will dial that hill. <laughs> and it is light colored cutoff jean shorts. <laughs> really high uh, socks and new balance sneakers i have yet to, to take the turn i mean i've you saw last time you came up mm-hmm. I, I mean i i wear crocs now occasionally i That's love as a croc. far as i go i got camouflage crocs uh they're great oh, God. can't even see them um genuinely the other day i lost <laughs> them because they were like tucked underneath it i was like these things are good <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no like yeah. I, I've, I've accepted that like my whole i mean not to steal a joke from Pete Holmes again, but it's like my whole vibe is like fun, dad. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, but see, you can see it a lot in TV where the dads that people seem to enjoy in movies and television, or at least that I've identified with, like, um, what is his name? Uh, uh, what's it, from Modern Family? Like the dad in that seems way more like a dad. Oh, because he's goofy and funny and he's like a fun dad. Um, yeah. There's this movie called Easy A with uh, Emma Scott oh, okay. where her dad is Stanley Tucci. Yeah. And it's some of the funniest things I've ever seen where like they've adopted a, 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 a kid who's black. And he goes, what are you talking about? Like the kid goes like, don't worry, like we're all late bloomers in puberty. And he was like, why should that matter for me? I'm adopted. And Stanley Tucci like closes the cabinet and goes, what? Who told you? Guys. <laughs> We said we'd tell him at the right time. <laughs> and it's like, that's the dad I want to be. And I feel like a lot of TV is breaking down that wall of talking about your emotions and things by showing dads that already have that built in, you know? Yeah. Because if you show the dad that's just like in the lazy boy watching sports and like that's his personality, uh, while, yeah, maybe a couple years ago, um, that was the uh you know trope of a dad and that's what like people saw as their father um but i think it's changing i think things are like going more towards people being in touch with their emotions at least i hope so because it is a better way to i think we talk about it on my show all the time of like you know having honest conversation with your emotion we get silly on feel feelings a lot but at the core of it it is a thing talking about you know our our true emotions and things that make us feel things um without having it to be a uh, like a chore like it's just something that i get to look forward to at the end of every week um yeah but no no god don't believe in that <laughs> <laughs> this is this is why it's tough to have ADD. i'm sorry <laughs> we're keeping the we're keeping the top of the flight here no uh 
Yeah, well, that, I mean, I was going to say, like, do you, do you, I, I know now your girlfriend, mm-hmm. she, uh, she's big into astrology. Uh, she is a, she or, is a cert- I don't know if you can be certified, but she is a psychic. She reads tarot cards. Uh, mm. She has freaked me out on multiple occasions. Be like, I didn't even tell you that yeah. lie yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she's great. And she's very good at what she does, which shocks me because that's something that I've just never subscribed to uh, growing yeah. up. Um, I mean, do you remember my sister in high school being like the scary Molgoth in the back of the bus? But uh, that is uh, that's like you know performative in a way. Like Lexi does believe in uh, like the moon as her goddess. So like that's another mm. thing with the whole religion thing, where it's like I got all these different ideas coming at me, where it's like you see the Baptists leaving chick tracks, and you're like, this is not what I want, and I don't want to be judged for anything that I might say because of it. And right, then right. you got Lexi like worshiping the moon and you're like, that seems way better. Like the, the <laughs> moon can't argue back. <laughs> you yeah. know? Well, yeah, I think there's a great, uh, I've cited it before, but there's a great Ramdas quote where he's just like, we're all pointing at the same thing and calling it something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, I think once, once like you can try to get yourself to that place where you kind of like, that's, that's sort of the outlook. Mm-hmm. It just opened so many doors for you, man. Like, and I can talk to a guy. I remember way back when there was this uh, Sikh guy that used to work at the uh, Best Way mm-hmm. off of Route 12, you know? <laughs> and like, and that was this when is I was a very really... niche corner of the podcast where we're just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's when I was like really digging Hinduism. I was really getting into yoga and meditation and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like, I was, I got to talking to him, man. I was like, so like what, you know, like he's like, I was like, you know, where, like, where do you come from? He's like, oh, I'm from India, blah, blah, blah. Come, long story short, find out he's a Sikh, you know? And like, I was like, oh, that's so fucking cool. And then like, he told me like the traditional like Sikh greeting. Mm-hmm. And like, anytime I'd go in there, I would like, you know, I'd put the hands and I'd say, yo, that's, like, <laughs> and he'd come out and he'd be like, and he'd, like, and he'd like fluff up my beard this and fucking stuff. And white like, boy. Run, his, run his hands through it. Yeah. In hindsight, it's just like this fucking asshole with the dreads. Like, no. I didn't actually have dress. Uh, have yeah, but there were a couple. Um, Again, the, the town of there were. the anomaly of Criswell, Connecticut. Yeah. Just white um, dudes with dreads. Um, but like, but yeah, man, I mean, like, that's the whole thing, though, was like, you know, like, just keeping myself open, mm-hmm. keeping myself in that space where I was like, we're all just people. Yeah, you know? accept and, the and positive like, and reject the negative of any sort of right, situation. Right, right. Uh, is that I, I feel like a very healthy way and outlook to look at the universe whether that be uh god or maybe that be happenstance or maybe that be coincidence you know um Mm -hmm. focusing on on the the positive aspect of it you can't go wrong you know what's the what's the worst thing of focusing on any positive situation you know i think you were talking about it with with jeff in the first episode where it's like if you put out the positivity you're not worrying about anything being negative you know, because yeah. all you're doing really is like, I mean, not, not to ignore any sort of negative thing that's happening. Just watch that Framing Britney documentary. So we got to save her. Oh, um, I didn't see oh, that it's one. Good. I heard about you it, You and Jade, you sit down for a nice long watch of a thing that's going to make you feel <laughs> real guilty for ever making fun of Britney Spears. Yeah, I think I'm going to call out of work tonight. So maybe we'll keep the there we go. And watch a Britney yeah, Spears do that. Just, watch, just like, listen, Justin Timberlake <laughs> needs to apologize for what uh... he has done. 
they need to get her out of this conservatorship. Like I was recording a song. I left because I knew Casey was watching it. And like, I was like, is this multiple episodes or is this just like a one-off? <laughs> it's like, there's, Poor there's no resolution here. I need res- We I think we need to help her. Same thing with, um, Oh, never mind. I can't go out. No, I'm going to do it. Anyway. Uh, there's, uh, I just realized. <laughs> so Kellyanne Conway was Trump's former uh, press secretary, I believe. Um, I think so. Uh, and turns out her daughter is on TikTok and regularly uh, will uh, take video of her family just emotionally abusing her. Uh, and it's really awful. And, oh my God. and like, she's very funny. She's like, ha- like, she handles it emotionally pretty well, but it's very clearly like a gnarly living situation. And everyone's like, do you need help? Like, if you need help, we will call someone. She's like, I'm fine. I'm just, you know, I'm taking the piss out of them because they deserve it. Like, I'm really okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I found out that she lives like a half hour away from here. And I was like, do I abduct a minor to save her? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I can't do that. I'll go to jail. Um, yes, you will. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she's okay. We got to save Brittany. And we got to save Claudia Conway. Uh, but that's the hill. I'll t- <laughs> <laughs> that new, new balance. balances the- priorities, man. Priorities, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I feel you, man. And that's and 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 like, you know. So I guess what I was getting to is like, do you do you have any sort of a spiritual practice that you that you kind of have or anything like that? And it doesn't even necessarily need to be like maybe a, a, like a religious mm-hmm. sort of uh, uh, um. Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Sort of like, I don't want to say not like not like routine, but a sort of um, uh, what is it called? I can't remember. But like you know, like when you have like a when you have like the the daily mass, mm-hmm. or you have the ritual. Like Some it, sort it of doesn't really have to be like it doesn't have to be though. Like even if it's just something like where you just wake up every morning and you're just kind of like you say like a you know positive affirmations or anything like that. I I don't know if I have anything like that, but I, when you were talking about it, the one thing that I do find, and I guess it is like in touch with nature. I'm not like a very crunchy person, but there are times where uh, there are moments. And I think that's what I'm chasing uh, as someone that's like trying to look at the bigger picture here is just finding moments that are beautiful in their own way. Um, you know, there's, uh, you know, uh, and it's when it's fall and it's just cold enough and you feel like, you know, you know, that temperature and then you smell someone burning leaves. That's a perfect moment. Mm. And I chase that or like it's summer and you have some dumb song of the summer song on the radio and the windows are down. That's a perfect moment. Um, Music helps with that. You know, there's a lot of perfect moments that I've found listening to music or being at a show. I remember uh, maybe not like the religious experience that people look for, but I was seeing anti-flag at the Worcester Palladium and I was (laughs) in the crush because I was up towards the front. And there was a moment where I just put my hands at my sides. I got them down in between everybody um, Mm -hmm. and then just sort of lifted my feet. And for a couple seconds, I was just not touching the ground and just in the wash, letting things take me. And like, to me, that's always been a moment where I'm just like, this is like, this is just people together enjoying the same thing all at once. And that's another perfect moment. And I don't know if I necessarily yeah. like catalog them and be like, check that one off the list. But when it, when I find it, it is something that like, I, 
treat as higher than what it is, you yeah. know? And that can be yeah, as silly I, I, as, I like, agree. you know, your partner farting you out of a room. Like, that's a perfect moment because you're both crying laughing. Or, like, yeah. just, it can be as silly as one of my, it wasn't even, I used to do a very dumb joke on stage where I would walk up on stage acting like a hardcore singer that I saw playing shows with Luke when we were kids. But it's a comedy show. So I'd walk up and I'd be like, tonight we are a community. If you see someone rolling on the floor laughing, you pick them up. And I would walk back and forth. <laughs> and then one day I just like hit my mark really well at that open mic and my half of my hand went numb just because of the adrenaline. And that's yeah. another thing where it's just like, it's great to feel that, you know, just to feel that mm-hmm. rush of adrenaline and everyone's laughing. I think maybe that's where I, uh, where like a lot of it lies is like, again, trying to get that reaction out of people where uh, doing comedy, even on like the worst nights, I could bomb so hard, not get a single laugh, perform for 12 people on their phones. In that moment, in that moment of crushing defeat, you almost have to laugh. And that becomes like this benchmark moment of like, oh, Mm. this is beautiful because everything's (laughs) on fire and there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. I don't know. I think yeah, that's I my think, closest yeah. to God. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'll 100% agree mm-hmm. with you, though, man. Because I, th- I think, I, I don't know if I've said it on one of the past episodes, but, like, I definitely think if there is a space where, like, God or the universe or whatever you want to call it dwells, it's in the present. Oh, absolutely. Moment, you know what I mean? So it's like, so like you said, even those those perfect mm-hmm. moments, because it's, it's kind of like, it's like a, a moment of relief from the, the Rolodex that's constantly just yeah. in your head. Like if you step outside and like you said, it's like that nice, crispy, like autumn mm-hmm. air and you smell like a campfire. You, just, you can take you can take this breath and just. Yeah, <sighs> it's like and it's like a little bit of it just kind of. Goes I don't away, think it made know? the episode when it was on Get in the Garage, but I had one of those moments driving up to Connecticut because I hadn't been back in probably decade maybe less maybe like five or six years and i'm driving up we recorded in september i want to say so the leaves were changing and you're driving up i think it's 495 395 395 and you're driving up and it's like every these bright yellows and reds and stuff and it's like wow i really took this state and the where i grew up for granted because mm. this is amazing it's just a it's miles and miles of this foliage and then those moments can be ruined because I was like, why did I ever leave here? Uh, and then like some guy cuts me off with like uh, a bumper sticker that said like dirt slut on his motorcycle. <laughs> and I'm like, that's why. That's why it's like that's is why <laughs> you see the you see the the testicles hanging off yeah, the back like, of a big pickup truck. I was having like, a religious oh, moment, you fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck your feelings, George. <laughs> But yeah, dude. No, I know, I know. But that's the thing. It's like it's the. I think it's ultimately it's the yin. It's the yin yang. Yeah. Man. It's the it's the balance. It's you know what I mean. Like you you have unfortunately yeah. you have you have shit like that to kind of slap but you in the face in the middle of the moment. Isn't the yin like, and oh. the yang like that's part of knowing peace is like taking the good with the bad, understanding it, and then like mm-hmm. seeing it all as good in a way, or like trying to at least like yeah. A lot of times there'll be things where a situation will go bad, and like bombing on stage and you sit back and you go 
there's no like you have to laugh and then at least at that moment you're experiencing the joy of just like that was great and they're like you didn't get a single laugh i was like i know that's why that was great (laughs) um you know there's there's, you're always going to find moments like that and finding peace within those moments maybe is the best course of action instead of getting inside all the time uh well right because i think that's what i learned from doing stand-up uh for probably like three years like i dedicated my life to just going out and doing it and writing jokes and and finding those moments to talk about i used to i used to have a joke where i would get up on stage and i work at um a let's say unnamed um uh swedish furniture store uh (laughs) and there was a moment where it's like there's this customer he was screaming and yelling in the beds department. He was literally just yelling in the middle of the beds department because no one was helping him. Like, I need a bed. Um, and I'm like, I don't want to deal with this guy because it's kind of like, I don't, I don't mean to say it's like, it's going to harsh my vibe. Because uh, <laughs> I'm at work. Go fucking help the customer, you asshole. Yeah. Um, so I walk over. I was like, sir, how can I help you? He's like, I need a bed. I was like, that's great. What kind of bed? And he goes, what do you mean? um there's a fucking lot of options dude like what's (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i walk him over to the computer i'm helping him out and he finally starts to open up and he's like uh my my dad is moving from west palm beach florida to philadelphia and i know as soon as he gets up here because he's 103 years old he's gonna die and like in that dark moment you're like how do I like this is now one of the worst conversations I've ever had (laughs) but because you try to find the joy or you try to push a certain thing or maybe it was just out of awkwardness I went well it's good to know that Ikea does have a 365 day return policy and that was the first time he smiled the entire time and like that became one of my favorite moments ever because yeah it's just like there's nothing you can do about it and even he was like, I'm being an asshole. Like, and you're yeah. finding that peace in that moment. And then at least he walked away with furniture and he thanked me. And he was like, thank you so much. I didn't need that. It's been a long week. Um, yeah. And maybe helping people find that is, again, the best the best way to live. But uh, maybe that's all we're trying to do is just trying to figure out the best way to spend this time on this rock. Because, you yeah. know, if, if this is all we get, unless you believe in reincarnation, um, might as well make it worth it you know i did i did have that opinion once on a date and the girl i was dating was buddhist and she went but george i'm a buddhist and that threw me off (laughs) i was like you only live once and she was like i'm a buddhist and i was like wait what (laughs) (laughs) she's like yeah i'm i'm definitely a karma reincarnation guy myself i i hope so Um, because god it'd be cool to come back as like a lion or something yeah oh man um but yeah no I, I definitely hear you and maybe that'll be you know that's kind of that seems like that's kind of been the theme even just for our episode together mm-hmm. which is basically like you know being that you're a comedian i think you kind of have that thing in you that you know you kind of have to laugh at it all oh, yeah. man. And you have to like be able to take a step back and just look at the hilarity of how ridiculous honestly i learned that from luke 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 yep. told me when i was a kid that he was in a fight with his dad and his dad was yelling at him for like not doing his homework and not cleaning his room. And he laughed at him. And his dad did, I think, kick the shit out of him. But it was like laughing yeah. at the pain and being like, listen, like this is all nothing. Like, why are you so mad? Right. 
Right. And I took that with me, I guess, subconsciously, because I remember that conversation vividly. He was like, you know, telling him to, like, clean his fucking room. And he just laughed at his dad to, like, maybe make the the powerful thing powerless or something. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, man, I think, fuck, did we figure it out? You could. I think we, we can stop out. this. You know, this whole show. I mean, I'm what? sorry to ruin it on your fourth episode or fifth episode, but well, you're good. Mission accomplished. You, you I'm good. Quit. I, I, you know, you're... I like the cause better than the. I you guess know. you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dropping the mic over here, George Froderman. God damn it, Messiah. How's it going? Oh man. <laughs> Wearing an Islanders yep. jersey. Like, oh, hey, fuck. I'm going to save you if, all. If Jesus shows up, second coming, and he's wearing a fucking hockey jersey. <laughs> he's like, Jesus is not a Bruins fan. Jesus, take that off. Jesus, right Jesus with a hockey jersey, fucking South Pole pants, and a checkered <laughs> fedora. <laughs> oh, God. oh, my God. Is Jesus the Kevin Federline? Watch Framing Britain. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh man, what a I'm ride! I'm so sorry, George. Thank you. No, you're, <laughs> this is this has been beautiful. I've I've really I had enjoyed a great this. Time. Um, so real quick though, you know, like at the end of the shows, I like to try to throw in a book recommendation. Mm-hmm. Is there anything uh, maybe that you've been reading lately? Like any sort of books that kind of help you out? Um, there, I I read a lot of nonfiction, so I'm a pretty boring reader. Where like I'll I'll it takes me a while, mostly because I I just have to sound everything out. Um, but. <laughs> Like I'll read a lot of like history stuff where like I'll I'll devour a book about Magna Carta. Um but there is a really uh uh what what I've been reading lately. It's not like a self-help one, but uh I uh I've been reading uh this book called uh, Shock Value, which is about the history okay. of like the renaissance of horror in the 70s. Um hmm. where uh you know like Wes Craven, John Carpenter. Um and that's been really interesting to find out that like, you know, George A Romero uh, made a zombie movie for less than like three hundred thousand dollars, which at that time was like, no, or maybe it was like thirty thousand dollars. Like he paid next to nothing, and it became a cult classic of uh, Night of Living Dead. Um, and yeah. just kind of, it's interesting to see that like this fringe movement of filmmaker, where you know, in the sixties and seventies, the most horror we were getting were like sixties, fifties, and sixties movie monsters and sci-fi like campy Ed Wood plan nine from outer space stuff and watching them convert that into actual art that speaks on something, you know, that's been, yeah. I mean, really interesting, but that's just tickles my history brain is all. Yeah. <laughs> nice, man. Cool. Interesting too. Uh, our infatuation with, with horror, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're always so scared of everything and yet, we're such gluttons for a fear exactly. too. Like we just how love crazy it. is it that like we we obsessed over zombies and how like a virus could wipe out half the world and become the Walking Dead, and then like ten years later we capstone the zombie trend with COVID nineteen. <laughs> I know, insane. Yeah, but thank you so much for uh, having me on, man. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming on. I really enjoyed it. Um, tell the people where they can find you because you've got a couple of different yeah, things so. Uh, so i play in a band called fight for your friends we have a new release coming out on uh, april 1st which should be pretty cool um we are doing uh I, I do a podcast called feel feelings which is at feel feelings pod on instagram and i think twitter 
but uh my co-host dan um <laughs> i i do i work the instagram and then i just ignore twitter because i don't need that in my life right now um <laughs> yeah. and uh and then if you want to follow me personally um it's uh at it's a tough one sorry guys b-r-o-o-d-u-r-m-i-n uh which is my name spelt phonetically because people pronounce it wrong um but uh but yeah you can check me out there um maybe i'll do comedy when the world isn't on fire again um but yeah you can check me out there thank you thank you again man yeah right on yeah man thanks for coming on uh hopefully you know maybe if this podcast keeps going you know you're more than welcome to come back on i'd love to yeah this is a lot of fun you know yeah yeah right on well thank Thank you george